Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be sitting here with writer Sarah Hendes because she has a book coming out on February 13th, which I'm really, really excited about because it's a romance book. Hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So your book is called Second Chances in Hollywood. Can we go ahead and dig in what it's all about? It is about a a young nurse who is from Kansas, and she leaves Kansas under not so great circumstances. And she moves to California to start over as a nurse. One day in her ward, as she's doing her rounds, one of her patients is the producer of a Western TV show. I should probably mention this is happening in 1959. So this is like the heyday of of the TV Western. That's an important piece of information. That's kind of cool, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's it's sort of that fairy tale moment that legitimately does happen uh, to people where the producer looks at her and says, oh my gosh, you are perfect for this role I'm trying to fill. Okay. He convinces her to come on the show. Uh, or to come to audition for the show. And she is instantly attracted to one of the co-stars. But he's got some emotional baggage, and she's got some emotional baggage. And so it's going to be kind of a strangers to friends to enemies to friends to lovers sort of a story. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So a few things already in my head here. Why why the 1959 to 1960 era that you you decided to do for this book? I had it in my head that I wanted the show to be a western. Okay. And so mid-century, you know, the the mid to late 50s up through about the mid to late 60s was was really the heyday of the TV western. You know, I I grew up watching the old westerns on syndication with my mom. It was always kind of our, our comfort food TV. It was what you watched whenever somebody was homesick for the day. And um, that's a really cool story. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, I'd always enjoyed them. And, and so that's just really where I wanted to set the story because I got interested in what the production was like for those shows a few years back. And I started looking into it more and I'm like, my goodness, how did these people just not collapse all over the place all of the time? <laughs> From the sheer exhaustion of it. And it just it just seemed like such an interesting place to put the story. And with historical fiction, there's a ton of World War II out there. Right. Absolutely. But even though mid-century now falls into that historical realm, there's not a whole lot of it out there. So I also wanted it to be just a little bit different. And I appreciate that, honestly. <laughs> I'm not too big of a fan with historical fiction that has to deal a lot with the World War II. I mean, it's absolutely captivating and interesting. Mm -hmm. It's just not something I gravitate to when I read books, when I grab a book. So this this is definitely up our alley with me and Caddy with the other podcast, actually, because she loves this time, this time frame, but she wants to read something else that's not, yeah, that's not uh, World War II. But Writing a romance, though, have you always wanted to approach it as a romance? Have you always wanted to write a romance? This is completely out of my usual wheelhouse. 
100%. (laughs) I have pretty much always written historical fiction, Uh but it's been more literary historical fiction, and it tends to be 19th century. Oh. So when I announced to some writer friends that I had written a romance set in the 20th century, I'm pretty certain they thought I'd been abducted by aliens and been replaced (laughs) with a really bad imposter because this was completely unlike anything else I'd ever written but it was just the story in my head and right. the characters wouldn't shut up until I put them down on the page. <laughs> so how was it writing your main character, Josie, or even the actor with Robert? Well, the differences between them two. Josie was a little more, I want to say maybe organic. She's not based on anybody. I didn't really have any particular influence or inspiration for her other than the fact that I also grew up in Kansas. So, you know, I'd always, I I wanted to throw that in there and I thought, well, it'd be a good fish out of water to have her move from a sunflower farm in Kansas to Hollywood, California, wouldn't it? Um, (laughs) Robert was a little more, he was a little easier, I think, in in many ways to write because... There were a number of actors, particularly in mid-century, often on the Westerns, who didn't like being on the shows. Oh, really? But that was just about all anybody was shooting there for a while. It was all crime shows, and it was was all Perry Mason and Gunsmoke. Gotcha. You know, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with Perry Mason and Gunsmoke. (laughs) I am a big fan. Right. But that's about all there was. And so you have a number of actors who were theater-trained, were classically trained, who wanted to do something that they felt had more depth, but there weren't really the opportunities out there. But if you wanted to work, this was what you got. And we see a lot of that in this book. Not just like the romance part, but also everything else around it, surrounding the Western TV world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had an awful lot of fun diving into the production of the old TV Westerns, I looked especially hard at, at um, Gunsmoke and also Bonanza, actually. Bonanza still has a very active fan following out there. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Very active. And so there's been a ton of just preservation of the knowledge of what it was like shooting that show. So I had a lot of fun getting into just the, the production aspect of it, especially with what it was like to, to film those shows. Are you done writing with this time frame, especially the productions and stuff, with Second Chances oh. in Hollywood, are you shifting <laughs> to another one that has something similar setting? Oh, oh, this has become the first of a planned trilogy. It is part of a series. That's exciting. It, it is part of a series. I'm I'm about maybe a third of the way through the first draft for book two. <gasps> That's awesome. <laughs> which actually will roll back about 10 years. It's going to take place in 1949, and it's going to follow one of the older secondary characters from Second oh, Chances in Hollywood. That is so cool. <laughs> so it'll still be post-World War II. Not by a lot, but it'll still be post-war. But it's still in this world with a TV Western, with this production designs and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's still going to be, it's still going to be, I'm calling the series mid-century Hollywood. Got it. Because then the plan for book three is to roll it forward eight or 10 years and have it pl- take place in the mid late sixties. I'm so fascinated by others like you that have this whole world plan out because me as a reader, because I'm not a writer, me as a reader, I get to. I get more and more of it even after I finish one book. So this is this is really neat. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell me about you as an author? 
Oh, I mean, as an author, you know, this is this is my debut novel. So I'm super, super excited about it. Um, to finally, after more years than I care to admit to, um, <laughs> since I wrote my first story at the age of six, you know, wanting to to get published, to finish a full novel. I've I've had three short pieces published prior to this, but this is, and, and I've written another novel that will likely just stay in the bowels of my Dropbox account forever. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've always been writing something. I actually worked as a newspaper reporter for a couple of years right out of college. But this is really kind of, I hate to sound so cliche that it's sort of the realization of a lifelong dream, but it really is. You know, I've always been writing something. So it's, it's really great to just see, see something in print and to... That you created. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm holding a copy of it in my hand right now, and I'm still... I have to squeeze the book a lot to realize that it's real. Well, congratulations. <laughs> I honestly don't care at all about the cliche part. I don't, <laughs> I love it when others will be like, this is my dream. This is my life work because you guys do the hard work. Absolutely. And then on top of all that, going through the publishing woes or even the marketing part, but you have your baby in your hands. Like, let's, mm-hmm. let's, that, that has to be such like a, like a hive. You know, <laughs> it's oh, it really is. like euphoric and stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about publishing Second Chances Hollywood. How was your your journey for that once you were um, done, I guess? <laughs> yeah, you know, I spent I spent a few months querying agents as one mm-hmm. does. And I never even got a partial manuscript request because I don't think they feel like mid-century is going to sell. And I understand publishing is a business. Right. And, and, you know, the, the big five publishers, they have to have the gatekeepers of the agents because otherwise they would be absolutely inundated with, with submissions. Many of them likely not great. Um, <laughs> but I got really frustrated with that because I kept hearing, well, can you set it in World War II? And I'm like, no, I'm not going right. to do that. That's not the book. That's even really pre-TV era when you get to it. So I started looking for small publishers who take unagented submissions. And I actually ended up with four offers on it. <gasps> nice. All on the same, all on the same day. Oh, wow. Now that's a story on its own. <laughs> it's, it's actually a really terrific story because I was at a water park with my six-year-old and I just, we were floating down the lazy river and I have a waterproof case for my phone and I just randomly checked my email and there was an offer from one publisher. And so as we're floating down the lazy river, I quickly sent off emails on my phone from an inner tube (laughs) to the other publishers to give them a little nudge saying, hey, I've had an offer. I wanted to give you an opportunity as well. All three of them came back with something. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. (laughs) So there I am in the middle of Typhoon Lagoon at Disney, trying not to (laughs) scream on the lazy river and startle everybody and confuse my child. When I got home, I was then able to look through the emails a bit bit more (laughs) thoroughly and and start asking some serious questions to make my... To make my choice, but it was just, it was so bizarre. I went from months and months of nothing, 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 nothing to all of a sudden, hey, I see that you're inconvenienced right now. Here, please have four offers on your book. (laughs) That's the only way it will happen, of course. Yeah, it's terrific. So I guess the the story is, the lesson to be learned here, everyone, is if you want an offer on your book, go to Typhoon Lagoon. (laughs) Or just kind of ignore about it. 
and it would just come to you. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, congratulations. I thought that's a really Thank cool you. story. <laughs> but how has it been now that you, you know, you got your book together and then your book coming out? How has that journey been? It's interesting because, you know, while, while the book is in production, you know, I spent my, my summer doing lots of edits on it, working with my editor and doing some edits. And then it was just nothing to do for a while. There was this flurry of activity right at the beginning and then just nothing because we were waiting for the cover art. We were waiting for the galley to be made. And then I'd go through and check the galley and then we'd be waiting some more, you know? So it, (laughs) it really is, publishing is really a long game. Even when you work with a publisher with with quick turnaround like mine. So I, I kind of just shoved it to the back of my mind for a few months, started doing the research and some of the writing for book two. But now that the release date has been solidified and I've right. got author copies in my hands and, and people are starting to pre-order online and I've got people contacting me, asking me to buy signed copies. It's gotten pretty exciting. Right. It, it, it has is. to be such like a ride for you then I'm excited for you (laughs) yeah it it really is because yeah there was that initial burst of excitement when I got the contract Mm -hmm. and then every once in a while a little blip because we were doing something else in the production process but then it's kind of come all rushing back in the last month or so as we've gotten close to the release date well either way I think this is brilliant it's and congratulations so thank you so where can we get your book Sarah Ah, uh, just about anywhere. It's not gonna be in physical bookstores, but you can get it on Amazon. It's available as both a paperback and a Kindle edition on Amazon. The paperback is also available on Barnes and Noble. I believe it's available on Google and Scribed as well. If you are a, a heavy library user like me, it will also be on the Hoopla app. The ebook oh, will be cool. available on the Hoopla app that a lot of libraries use. Any last words about your book or you or anything you want to tell us? Because I'm also going to say, once you get your second book going, you're coming back. So this is part <laughs> I definitely of the will. <laughs> I definitely will. I mean, just a content warning or a content caveat that there is, there, there's no abuse on the page, but there is a character with abuse in their past. Gotcha. Domestic abuse. So to be aware of that, I, I hope I've handled it well. I, I had a sensitivity reader look at it for me, but just a, a content alert, I suppose, for that. But I think especially for anyone who lived through this time period or even anyone like me who has grown up watching these shows as reruns, I think it's, I think it's going to be a, a good fun ride. I didn't grow up watching that, but I want I want to read this for that. <laughs> <laughs> and they go to Disneyland in 1959. Oh, that's even cooler. And characters so go to Disneyland in 1959, <laughs> which was a huge kind of renaissance year for Disneyland. That honestly was a lot of fun. I should say that was a lot of fun for my research as well. I, I probably so spent more time looking at Disneyland in 1959 than just about any other thing in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm excited to read about that in the book. So absolutely. Well, thank you, Sarah, for coming by and telling me about this debut novel of yours. That's really kind of out of left field. I'm really, really glad how unique this is and and it being even a romance, but kind of historical, too. So thank you for coming by today. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm going to let you go. Have a great day. And hopefully 
do you come back when you get your second book going but the book is second chances in hollywood you guys so make sure you guys check that out but thank you sarah i'll see you next time thank you so much bye <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. All the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. Please support indie authors as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye. Bye.